Hello, and welcome to the Health and Science Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elaine Barreto, a scientist turned health coach. Here, we explore the intersection between lifestyle, psychology, and mind-body medicine to improve your relationship with your thoughts and emotions, with your body, with food, with pain, and with other people. I'll bring you the latest scientific discoveries and provide practical tools to empower you to take care of your own health. If you suffer from chronic pain, gut issues, disordered eating, or other chronic conditions, or if you just want to optimize your health and well-being to live a long and fulfilling life, you're at the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the fifth episode of Health and Science. Here's Dr. Elaine Pareto. I'm really happy to be back. Apologies in advance for my voice, which might sound a little bit different than usual or might disappear and come back a few times. So last week, there was no episode released because sadly I had COVID. Um, I contracted here in a party in Singapore. Unfortunately, things are not completely safe yet, right? And I was actually locked in my room for 10 days. It took me very long to get my ART test to go negative. And I wanted to be extra careful, even though the rules here are just seven days of quarantine. I, of course, wanted to protect my family, especially my son, because kids are also not wearing masks anymore in school here, now anymore. So I didn't want to risk to make him sick and also all the other kids. So I was very miserable for the first four days. Unfortunately, I had a very symptomatic COVID case. I had high fever, a lot of pain all over my body, joint. I basically was laying in bed for four days. And after that, I slowly started getting better. But I had still a lot of brain fog and I lost my sense of taste. It's not been fun. Um, but I tried to keep my good spirits. I wanted to talk more about what I could do instead of what just happened to me, right? Because of all the skills that I learned through my coaching practice and all the psychology that I studied, um, I tried to apply them to myself. So instead of just loading my body with pills and hiding all my symptoms to just, you know, not to basically numb out, what I did was try to sit with them. Of course, when my fever got too high and I thought that I, I would feel more comfortable if I would um, be able to control it, I took uh, some medications. But for most of it, I tried to sit with it and really experience what was going on with my body. And I tried not to create very catastrophic thoughts like, oh my God, when am I gonna, ever going to have to go to the hospital? Or is this serious enough? Or is my, am I running out of oxygen? Because the fact is I was still breathing very well. I had very little coughing or any sort of lung symptoms. And I knew that most of them were basically just what is expected from the disease, right? So what I try to do is uh, think about all the clients that I deal with and when they go through tough situations regarding their health, and all the thoughts that this can create and how we immediately rush to go to a doctor or take a lot of medications or just try to really get out of the uncomfortable zone. I was like, how can I sit with it for how long? And how can I really try to get in touch with my body and my symptoms and my feelings and my thoughts without, of course, over um, going beyond my boundaries? 
when I knew it was going to be too much, then of course I had to know when to take care of myself. But as for as long as I could, I really tried to listen to my body. And it's been very enlightening because even though I suffer from chronic pain and I most of the time have to sit with my pain symptoms, it had been a while that I had been sick, like with other things. I think it's been years that I don't catch a flu or a cold or anything like that, any sort of virus or bacteria. So it was interesting for me to revisit this place of where my thoughts go when I'm ill. And this is why I decided to make this special episode today about health anxiety, illness anxiety, how we suffer with our symptoms and where are the places that our mind goes when we're struggling, right? Since I deal day and night with people that are suffering from chronic conditions, this is something I see over and over again. And I wanted to address all of you guys that are sitting there struggling um, with your conditions and let's talk a little bit about that okay about symptoms and how we deal with them so first of all i want to start with a, a disclaimer a little warning that this episode is not meant to make anybody feel bad about having some sort of hypervigilance over their symptoms there, that's why I want to try and really dismantle this topic from the beginning and start to address other factors that could influence how you feel about your own illness or your own disease and how this is not your fault in the first place and, you know, it's not for you to feel even worse about it. It is actually meant to help you search for new tools, how to cope with it or find other things that could make you feel better, right? So when we talk about health anxiety... The main thing we are talking about is, do you constantly check on yourself? Are you constantly monitoring your symptoms? Like you wake up and you feel a little bit tired. Where does your mind go? Oh my God, I must have, something must be wrong with me because I'm feeling really fatigued. Or you feel a bit of joint pain or hear a crack here and there, or a bit of a headache or whatever it is. And when you wake up in the morning and you feel something that is a bit off, do you just feel like, oh, maybe I probably didn't sleep that well. I will take a bit care of myself today. Or do you go to this place, oh my God, I must be sick. Right? Because this is, I, I can relate to that if you're one of those, because I've been like this for most of my life. I would constantly check on whether something new could have popped up. And with the advent of internet and Google and all of that, it complicated a little bit things because we tend to immediately Google something, right? If you are suffering from health anxiety, you're going to Google uh, your symptoms and try to figure out what could be wrong with you or what should you do next. It's very normal, right? Uh, I have to start by mentioning that seven, 5 to 7% of the population suffers from some sort of uh, health anxiety disorder. And that means, first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, that is common. And unfortunately, it gets often misdiagnosed or just not perceived by uh, healthcare professionals because they are, they are trained on searching for a few symptoms. So they will listen to you and really try to validate, hopefully, if you have a good professional, what is going on with you and what, is, what could be wrong. But many people don't immediately catch the psychological um factors that could be behind your, your health anxiety, right? Uh, 
because that would involve them asking questions like, how has it been in your childhood? How did your parents deal with you when you weren't feeling well? Did they tend to get really stressed out and anxious about you saying that you weren't feeling well? Did they take you to a lot of doctors? Did they immediately immediately prescribe you a medication? Right? This is one of the things we have to start investigating. Or, for example, did you suffer from any chronic or serious disease when you were little? Because that, of course, will put you even more into this vigilant state of checking out if there is nothing wrong with you this time. Right? Or what sort of beliefs were um, mostly accepted in your household. This can go like, a, not everybody that is scanning you for your health is going to have time to do this sort of assessment for you or will be trained on how to do this or will co consider this as part of their screening, right? But this is something I do often um, because most people that come to me, they have either gastrointestinal um, symptoms like abdominal pain, bloating, uh, nausea, and they might have headaches and joint pain or problems with concentration or dizziness or mood variation or basically fatigue. And those are complex, right? When we have symptoms like that, especially if it's more than one, it's always complicated because probably people already did a lot of uh, tests and screenings and didn't find anything like physiological that could point to the origin of this. And what we have to be very careful when we are assessing is not to lead people to think even that we are going the direction of saying this is all in your head or, you know, you're, you're making it up. Because this is not the case. This is never the case. I already mentioned that several times here in this podcast, but whatever you're feeling, it's real because you're feeling it and you're telling me about it. So I believe you, okay? And just because nobody could find the physical cause of your symptoms doesn't mean that something is not going on with you. There are many syndromes and disorders that could be going on in there, but what we want to avoid is to enter this rabbit hole of searching for symptoms and trying to find out what is going on with you, right? I participate in many uh, online communities about chronic pain and chronic conditions, and you can see that 90% of the posts will be people still searching for a diagnosis or thinking that they might have a super rare condition that the doctors just can't find about because they are not searching for the right clues. And eventually, finally, they're going to find this diagnosis that will help them treat it or take care of it or at least know what is going on with them. And what I really like to emphasize is you don't need to have a diagnosis to start taking care of yourself and doing things that can make you feel better. And the first one of them is treating your mind. Because no matter what you have, addressing your, your mental health, and reducing stress in your life and taking care of how you deal with your thoughts and your emotions is already going to start healing you no matter what you have, okay? The mind-body connection is real. It's not woo-woo. It's science, okay? And it's important to try to understand where this anxiety is coming from. Why are you constantly checking for your symptoms if you are or trying to find out wh what you could have? right? So dealing with this acceptance uh, of knowing when to 
to quit searching for things or how to or who to search for, where to search for resources is uh, the, the important bit of the puzzle here, right? So let's start trying to talk a little bit about that, right? First of all, what are the main signs that you could be suffering from a mind-body condition, I want to try to call it, with the, the real name for it is somatoform disorders or somatic symptom disorder, which means your symptoms are manifesting as physical sensations. So what kind of physical sensations should you be watching for? For example, like I mentioned, uh, abdominal pains, uh, headaches, joint pain, problems with concentrating, brain fog, dizziness, moodiness. So when you have symptoms like that, they are physical, they are real. When you're going, for example, let's say you're going to a roller coaster, right? Just thinking about uh, joining an activity or you're going to do a bungee jump or whatever it is, you can feel those contractions in your stomach, those that we call those butterflies in our stomach, right? We feel a bit sick, we feel a bit nauseated, maybe we're excited, but we're also nervous. So it, even though the, 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 the thing that is causing all of those things is this anxiety and adrenaline and things that are going on with your mind, you're feeling the physical symptoms of it. And those are real, right? So it's not just because you have stress in your life or maybe something happened to you or you've been through some sort of trauma that immediately means that whatever you're feeling is just um, somatic symptom, right? That is just being caused by this mind-body connection. It's not necessarily that it's only that. Of course, you have to do all your proper screenings and visit doctors and do whatever you have to do to take care of your health. What we are talking about is this hypervigilance. It's like the smallest signal that uh, shows up that you immediately, your, your thoughts go immediately to this place like something must be very wrong with me or I have to find out what's going on, right? How can we build resilience against those thoughts so that we have time to pause and just accept, okay, I have a body, I have a mind, they're very complex, they will vary every day, they will change, you know, the, with the seasons, with the weather, with whatever happened in my sleep or whatever people I interacted with. Um, there'll be all those factors going on. How can I learn how to sit with it for a while with the discomfort of saying, mm, something changed today and not immediately go to a bad place, right? So one of the techniques we use to deal with it is called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which is um, a, a technique that allows you to question your own thoughts. We tend to think very black and white when we are very anxious about something, right? It's like either it's good or it's bad. And CBT really helps us to see the shades of gray in between, that not everything can be put in one or other category, but maybe, you know, it's different or you can learn how to be curious about it without immediately judging it or categorizing it and this is what mostly this technique is all about so if you are a person that is feeling really anxious towards your symptoms if you suffer from chronic pain or a chronic gastrointestinal disorder uh, or somebody has diagnosed you with a functional um, sort of disease it is really important to start including some sort of therapies like this in your life, some CBT, right? Search for a professional that can offer that to you because it's definitely going to help you question your own thoughts and deal 
in in a better from a better place with your own conditions okay the other thing that could help is if you would journal if you've never done that before uh here's an opportunity for you to try it out so sit down with a piece of paper and a pen in a quiet time and try to think how was it for you when you were little whenever you had a, a feeling that you weren't feeling very well how was it in your surroundings how did you feel in your school were you supported by your teachers and your fellows how did it feel in your home did you feel like they were listening to you they were believing you did they get really anxious about it or were they calm about it it's not for you to judge it it's not for you to point the source of your condition right now of your anxiety as coming from this right it's not for assigning guilt or, or creating even more negative thoughts about it. it's just for understanding with curiosity what could have brought you to the place where you are today and how you deal with your chronic conditions this is so enlightening because it could say the the, the me the person that is sitting here right now with the, all this anxiety is actually the little version of me still dealing with it right and now how can i learn how to change this uh, paradigm and deal with it from a different mindset And you can try to think, what do I believe about this uh, condition that I have? Do I believe that I deserved it or I've done something wrong to deserve it? Do I believe that somebody did something to me and that's why it's here? Do I, be do I have any sort of other beliefs surrounding this thing that it's never going to get better or, you know... It's really important to deconstruct those beliefs. If we don't know that they are there, that they are, you know, part of our thoughts, it's hard for us to address them if we never even considered them. And it might sound really crazy for you right now, just listening to this is like, this is not my case. But when we really sit down with a pen and a paper and we try to really be open-hearted about it, right? Sometimes things just flow out of us and uh, we didn't even consider them before. Why am I saying all of this in this podcast episode about health anxiety is because I really strongly believe based on the science that's been shown now more and more, okay, because now we understand better, for example, the connection between the gut and the brain. So a lot of people that are dealing with gastrointestinal symptoms uh, are starting to get more curious about this and how they can use this to start dealing with their problems, right? Many people that suffer from chronic pain are also starting to understand more about this mind-body connection. And I'm, I'm happy that this is happening. This is a breakthrough in science because the way that traditional medicine works, unfortunately, it's still kind of very robotic, right? All the, the, the healthcare specialists get trained in one part of the body. It's either your brain or your bones or your nerves or your gastrointestinal system or your respiratory system so we tend to have this very isolated point of view and when we are talking about these complex symptoms that uh, permeate through many of the, the the systems in our body we keep hopping from specialist to specialist oh but i'm feeling this tingling on my hands and my feet so i go to a neurologist but then I know i'm feeling a headache and i don't know whom i should visit and then i'm feeling this other problem, then I visit this other specialists. And first of all, it's hard to assemble a care team where they can all talk to each other and cross um, the information, right? 
And the other thing is, it's hard to have a general view of the patient when we are looking at this very isolated system and having all the set of beliefs and about their upbringing and how they feel as a person um, surrounding those conditions. So if you're listening to this right now and you're kind of identifying a little bit with it, I want to tell you that it's good news if you know that you're suffering a little bit from health anxiety. Not good news that you have the anxiety, but the good news that you know now about it. Because next time, when you have a new flare-up of whatever is the symptoms that you might be having, maybe nausea, maybe pain, maybe bloating, you can catch yourself, right? You can have this little response time. When immediately your, your, your mind goes, oh my God, here it is again. What do I do this time? I, I, it's been so many years. I don't know what to do now. You start, you know, maybe Googling about it or getting really anxious about it. You can catch yourself doing it. You can take a little breath. You can take a break and say, hey, actually, I heard this podcast episode with, with Dr. Elaine Barreto and she was talking about how the mind and the body are connected and how I could be even uh, exacerbating my symptoms by creating anxiety around them. So how can I distract myself out of this thought right now? How can I accept, okay, this is a thought that might pop over and over again every time I have a flare-up, but do I have to sit with this thought right now and believe it and start following this uh, same pathway that I always do? Or can I take a breath here and say, it's fine. It, it, it might show up again and I can just be curious about it. I can listen to my own mind telling me that thought and I can decide to do something else with it. I'm going to take a walk outside and start to think about something else. Or maybe I'm really going to try to find a psychotherapist that is uh, specialized in CBT that can help me really access uh, those thoughts and work with them in a better way. Or I'm going to try a meditation, a mindfulness session. Or maybe I'm going to try some yoga. Or maybe I'm going to meet with a friend and have coffee and talk about things. Uh, whatever it is, uh, try and not just give so much attention to this thought and start again this hypervigilance cycle where you're going to start observing your symptoms all over again and try to find answers for it and try to find solutions for it. Accept that the symptom is there. It's unpleasant. It's uncomfortable. You'd rather not have it there right now. This is all valid and true. But being nervous and uh, anxious about it is also not going to help you, right? So how can you go and try to do something else instead this time? Just for fun. Just for an experiment. Do a self-experiment and say, this time I'm going to try to go about it differently. And maybe, you know, whatever symptom is going on with you, especially if it's pain, it's going to be really uh, detrimental to whatever activity you're trying to do. It's going to stop you on your way. Maybe you tried to take a walk outside and you weren't feeling well at all. Or you tried to go out with a friend and you just weren't feeling well. Or whatever it is, at least you tried something new and you're going to have more data for the next time. Say, okay, that thing I tried to do didn't work that well. What can I try this time instead? But every time we try something new, our brain creates a new neural pathway, right? It says, hey, you have other alternatives. You're not stuck to always having to do it the same way. 
I hope this helped you at least start thinking about this concept of health anxiety. And if you know anybody in your family uh, or a friend that is has been constantly telling you that, you know, uh, this time I am feeling this and now I'm feeling that, and now I'm feeling fatigued, I went to see this naturopath and I went to see this other guy and I'm doing this other thing. And it seems like they are constantly anxious about their health condition and checking on their symptoms. What you don't want to do is tell this person that it's all in their head and this is just a mind-body condition. The way that you formulate this is, of course, be very important on how this will resonate with the person. And this is also not what we mean, right? What we mean is, look, I understand what you're going through, uh, or maybe I don't understand, but um, I sympathize. I, I, I'm sorry, right, that it's been so rough for you, that you've been going through all these uh, different conditions or symptoms for so long and it must be really stressful. I'm really sorry. Have you ever considered uh, looking into those um, things people are talking about now, about the connection between the brain and the body, the mind and the body? I've heard that there is a lot that you can do in that front that even though it might not cure your, your, your problems exactly, it might help you deal with them in a better way. Maybe you can point them to this podcast. Maybe you can point them to me. Uh, I will try to add also in the episode notes a few books that could help people learn more about this kind of thing. So you can tell them, look, there is this podcast episode and there are some notes there where you can search for some books that might give you some extra hints on how you can go about it. I'm not saying that you're crazy or they're making it all up. I'm just telling you that science has come a long way and there are other ways you can deal uh, with your condition that you feel like you can cope better with it. You can feel more empowered. You can have more tools to, if you can't fix the problem right now, how you're not going to let this stop from living your life, how you can move on and thrive and still be a happy person, despite having all the symptoms around you. That's the goal. And when we do that, but as a consequence, we might also improve the condition itself. Okay, when the body and the brain feel more equipped to deal with whatever is going on with us, we get better. Our immune system improves. Our gut improves. Our nervous system gets more balanced. It, it, it's, you know, this cycle, when we break the negative cycle and we turn it into a positive cycle, then we start reversing conditions. So this is where we want to get. Okay. I hope I managed to explain it in a way that resonated with you. If you have any questions, always feel free to drop me a message at info at mindbodyfoodpain.com. I'll leave it also written in the notes. And I'm so happy to be back. I'm looking forward to starting another series now. We're going to be talking a lot about this uh, mind-body connections, and I'm going to be able to dive a little bit deeper into those concepts so that they become really crystal clear. We can talk about the latest science on it and what sort of experiments have been done and how we can use them to treat uh, this part of our health as well. Stay well. Take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, enjoy nature, get some sun, get some fresh air, drink lots of water, and try to have some fun, at least for a few minutes of your day today. okay? I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!